You're listening to the Podcasting for Influence podcast. The reason why I'm telling this to you is because this bonus episode that you are listening to right now is an episode that was initially created for one of my previous podcasts called the Podcast Interview Mastery Show that I hosted from September 2020 to March 2021 until I decided to launch the Podcasting for Influence podcast. So I just wanted to let you know that since these bonus episodes were initially created for the podcast interview mastery show, you will hear that podcast official intro and outro, so just don't be surprised. Basically, I didn't change anything in terms of the content. I just decided to release these older episodes on the Podcasting for Influence podcast as well, because I believe that the information can be really helpful, especially for those of you who have interview shows. In these bonus episodes, you can learn more about interviewing and hosting skills from incredible podcasters such as Jordan Harbinger, John Lee Dumas, David Hooper, Dave Jackson, just to name a few. You see, in order to become more influential, you have to conduct great interviews, interviews that elicit insights that your listeners deeply resonate with. So with interviews, you have to be able to create content that inspires your listeners and helps them achieve their goals and overcome their struggles. So without any further ado, my friend, please enjoy today's podcast interview mastery bonus episode on the Podcasting for Influence podcast. Confidence is just, you know, like taking the action to do the things that you want, right? Even if you're scared. I think a lot of people like have a lot of issues because they have this like negative self-reflection, right? They don't think they're good enough. There, there's so many things that, you know, they overanalyze everything. It's like, what if somebody doesn't like my voice? What if they think my podcast sucks? What if I get laughed at? What if I get bad reviews? You know, all these like self-doubts come into their heads and it kind of freezes them to start the podcast. Are you ready to become a world-class interviewer, stand out with your podcast, and create an incredible audio experience for your listeners so that they keep coming back to your show and become raving fans? Welcome to the Podcast Interview Mastery, a weekly interview show where you will hear world-class podcast hosts and interviewers share their stories, tips, and strategies on how to become a master interviewer and hone your craft as a host. Are you ready to boost your confidence and inspire the masses? If so, buckle up, my friend, because this podcast will show you how. I'm your host, Tibor Nod, founder and host of the top-ranked Mindset Horizon podcast. Welcome, my friend, back to the podcast interview mastery show. I'm super grateful for you tuning into this podcast today. I really hope that today's episode is going to be highly valuable to you. But before we dive in, I wanted to mention that I've created a Facebook group called the Podcast Interview Nation Community, where we can support each other along the way to the top. If you feel inspired to join this community of dedicated podcast hosts who are serious about their show and aiming to become world-class, join the community at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash interview nation. That's again, MindsetHorizon.com forward slash interview nation. I'm more than excited to welcome you and connect with you in the Facebook group. And now let me introduce today's guest. 
So today I'm joined by Sheena Yap Chen, who is a blogger, podcaster, consultant, author, and speaker on building self-confidence. She currently inspires women through her podcast called The Tao of Self-Confidence, where she interviews Asian women about their inner journey to self-confidence. At the beginning of today's episode, we talk about Sheena's journey as a podcaster, why she started her podcast, and she talks about the mission of her show. In the middle of the episode, Sheena shares her struggles as an interviewer and how she developed her skill set and confidence. We talk about the fear of rejection, why podcasters are afraid to invite influential people on their show, and what to do about it. Throughout the conversation, we discuss the importance of your message as a podcaster and how being vulnerable and authentic makes you a better host and interviewer. If you want to find out more about today's guest, then check out the free resources, interview tips, book recommendations, and detailed show notes. Simply head over to our website, mindsethorizon.com forward slash interview. That's again, mindsethorizon.com forward slash interview. And so without any further ado, let's welcome today's guest. Hi, Sheena, and welcome to the Podcast Interview Mastery Show. Hi, Tibor. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. I am super excited to discover different topics with you today, and I'm open to discovering whatever comes up. But first, I wanted to start with your podcasting journey. So I'm really curious. Talk to us a little bit more about your podcast the mission of your show, and more importantly, why did you start podcasting? Sure. So, you know, I have a podcast. It's, it's called The Tao of Self-Confidence, and I interview Asian women into their journey to self-confidence. And one of the main reasons why I created this podcast was, first of all, there's not a lot of support systems that help Asian women deal with confidence because we all you know, suffer some kind of self-confidence issues, especially in Asian women, just because how we're brought up and, you know, we've always been told to just like hide in the background and never make any noise and just like stay in our shell. And then another reason was because I wanted to have a stronger representation of Asian women. I mean, like the representation we have out there is like minimal, they're very small and whatever representation we have is still very like you know, a negative perception of Asian women. A lot of people in society think we're like quiet and submissive. We're just do what we just do what we're told. Um, a lot of people in society don't even see us in leadership roles. So I think that really needs to change because there's a lot of amazing Asian women out there who've done so many amazing, like crazy things that, you know, it's just, it's, a, it's just such a disservice not to share their stories and help other Asian women out there realize like, you're not the only one who's gone through these issues. You know, there's so many who mm -hmm. are yeah. with it. And so, you know, I always wanted to find a platform that can help that mission. Right. And, you know, I thought maybe a blog would do it or maybe doing video, but I, for some reason it just wasn't cutting it. And that's when I discovered podcasting. And when I first started, like, I didn't even know what a podcast was. I had to invest in mm -hmm. like, a course just to figure out what it is and how to do it. And then to like, even find other, like, Asian podcasters was like very small at the time. Like it was hard to find. Yeah. So um, wow. that was one of the reasons why I created this podcast. Wow. That's really interesting. And um, I was just wondering because you've mentioned that you were thinking about different platforms. So, so why podcasting? Was it because of the interview format or, or, or why podcasting then? I just like the platform because, you know, 
it's something you can listen to while you're doing something else. You know, mm, yeah, yeah. You're stuck at traffic. Um, you can just download a podcast and start listening to it. Uh, you could be a busy mom who has like three kids to take care of. You know, I've had listeners say thank you. You know, I was able to listen to it while I was giving my child a, a shower or a bath. Um, or maybe you're, you know, you like to jog outside and you want to listen to something positive or something like they'll give you that boost for the day. You know, it was just very convenient for the listener or the end user to listen into because, you know, not everyone can pay it. Like you can't read a blog while you're driving. You're going to get ticked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> watch a video while you're running. You're going to like bump into someone or bump into a tree. We don't know. Right. But at least yeah. podcast, you know, you just listen to someone's voice, speak about what they're passionate about, what they're all about. And it still builds that no like and trust factor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that aspect because, you know, I have been always a podcast listener and I didn't know I, I wasn't conscious about that, but I was always, you know, when I went to the gym or when I was running, I was always listening to conversations. And uh, later on, as I started a podcast, I just realized how much I liked audio content, you know, versus video or blog. First of all, I also wanted to practice English because I'm not a native speaker and I wanted to, I always wanted to hear people speak. So that's why I chose audio content. And I think that's just amazing that you can listen to conversations, even if you do something else. So that's, that's like a huge benefit because, you know, I always try to be productive and I think many people uh, do the same and they want to learn while they do something else, right? So when you do the dishes, for example, what else than listening to a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's really interesting. And I wanted to ask you about the business aspect. So was it a passion project for you? Because as far as I know, you have conducted 800 interviews, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's been a passion project. It's been something that I've always wanted to do, just because like it was something that was needed. And for me, it's like, you know, when you just put good stuff out there, it will always attract, come back to you. So, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. So since you have conducted over 800 interviews, I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into, well, first of all, your struggles about interviews. So when you started your podcast, what were some of the things that you struggled with when it came to interviewing those people? Oh, really? I think it was just more of a mindset thing. Um, just, mm -hmm. I was just afraid to reach out to people. You know, th these are people I never met. You know, I just found them online and just like sending that message. So I had to do it step by step. You know, it, it started with people I knew in my network, right? I started interviewing mm -hmm. them and then I kind of like said, okay, I'm going to go to the next step. Maybe I'll go on like Facebook groups and just, you know, just randomly like, message people that I want to interview. Mm -hmm. um, I just kind of look at their profile, see if it's a good fit and I'll reach out to them. And then slowly I get a little, like, I guess more courageous and just say, okay, mm. maybe I'll connect with this person who has like a number of followers. And so I will. And, you know, I think a lot of people get afraid of rejection, but you have to realize it's like part of the process. Like you're not going to always get a yes. I mean, I get no's all the time. I mean, I, I even like contact, like reached out to like the Dr. Pimple Popper and I got rejected, but it, you know, it's not the end of mm -hmm. the world. Like, you know, the fact yeah. that you went out there and like just made that first move is a success on its own because a lot of people are really scared to just like reach out to people and just ask. Right. Um, 
and sometimes I still do, I still, it still, um, scares me too, but I have to like, kind of like push through it and embrace it and just keep moving because like, Mm -hmm. I have a show about self-confidence and then I'm scared. Like I have to be that example. And, you know, I'm not always confident, but I, I do my best to just push through it um, as much as I can. I mean, I'm human. I'm not like the super like self-confident machine, but I will work through it Mm -hmm. and keep pushing. So I think that was the hardest, just really like Mm -hmm. having the courage to reach out to people because or know what their answer is. And I think you're just always afraid of getting rejected, but I think people don't realize how awesome like podcasting is that platform to reach out to very influential people, especially with mm-hmm. a strong message. Uh, I've learned in the past that when you lead with a strong message, they're really attracted to that. And it doesn't matter if you start from the bottom, as long as you have the strong message, people will understand why you're doing this. Wow. Such a great topic, to be honest with you. I love it. And I, I want to dive a little bit deeper there or dig deeper into the courage. So I think a lot of people, and I'm I'm not saying I haven't, I also experienced something like that in the beginning. And of course, after inviting, I don't know, more than 100 people, it became easier to reach out and to, just to invite them on the show. But why do you think people struggle with being courageous and, and reaching out, for example, in the beginning? Because in the beginning, let's say you already want to reach out to you know, influencers and invite them on the show. But what is the self-talk that they have? Why don't they just reach out? Well, I think sometimes when we see someone who's influential, we kind of put them on a pedestal, right? They're like, mm-hmm, yeah. you know, they make seven figures. They have 2 million followers on Instagram. How? Who are they to talk to me, right? Mm. At the end of the day, wow. they're, they're still people, right? They're still people just, you know, doing their thing. And, you know, it's just a simple like message, like, Hey, you know, I think you'd be a great fit for my podcast, my pot, like, you know, I, I always lead with a message, you know, I, I highlight Asian women and their stories in self-confidence. I would love to share your story. You know, mm-hmm. I know who I am, what I do, how many downloads I have, whatever it is. Um, I just always lead with a message. It doesn't matter if they have 500 followers or 2 million followers. It's the same exact yeah. message. Um, yeah. Because like, you know, you're not trying to impress people with what you've done. You're, you're just putting out your message and you really want them because you have good intentions to create, you know, a positive impact in the world. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Like, for example, you've mentioned these no's. When I, you know, get a no, I always say it's a not yet or not now, right? So you, you get a no, it's kind of like a not now or not yet. So maybe you can think about that this way. But I highly encourage people to to reach out because podcasting is hot and people want to come on the show. And when I started, for example, I just created a mission statement for the podcast, some core values for the podcast. And when people resonated with the mission and the core value and the why, they came on the show. I didn't have any following or listeners at the beginning. So I just you know created a sheet. This is my podcast. This is what I stand for. And I just sent out the sheet and then, yeah, someone came on, someone not. But again, a no is just not a, not now, I would say so. And um, I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into confidence as well. So, you know, I asked uh, many podcasters about this topic, if they struggle with confidence and they do. And I think a lot of people struggle with confidence in general. And uh, I really appreciate you doing this podcast Uh, connected to confidence. I think it's a great topic. 
And on my podcast, the other one, the Mindset Horizon podcast, we talk a lot about personal development and stuff. So confidence is one topic that comes up a lot. But I want to focus on podcasters. So why do you think podcasters or hosts or interviewers might struggle with confidence? Well, I mean, confidence is just, you know, like taking the action to do the things that you want, right? Even if you're scared. Um, And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people like have a lot of issues because, you know, they're, they, they, they have this like negative self-reflection, right? They don't think they're good enough. Um, They don't, Mm. there's so many things that like, you know, they overanalyze everything. It's like, what if somebody doesn't like my voice? What if they think my podcast sucks? What if I get laughed at? What if I get bad reviews? You know, all these like self doubts come into their heads and it kind of freezes them to start the podcast. And I, I understand because I went through the same thing. You know, I didn't know if this was going to work. I didn't know if people were going to laugh at me. And we always have these things in our head, right? Especially when we start something new and that's totally unknown because we've been programmed to like, you know, go to school, get a job, work eight hours, you get a steady paycheck, right? And yeah. like, you know, what's going to happen, but because it's something that's like totally unknown, you, there's no stability. Like you get scared because you just don't know what's going to happen. But I think a lot of people have to realize you have to embrace the unknown so that you can keep moving forward. So, you know, I think people just have to be a little bit kinder to ourselves, like to themselves and it, realize like, it's okay to make a mistake, right? Mm -hmm. a lot of people feel like if they make a mistake it's like the end of the world trust me i've made a lot of mistakes um yeah like podcasting journey like you know like i think people forget like they have to like embrace the sucky parts of it like embrace the suck because like there's gonna be days where you want to throw your computer at the uh, at the wall right when i yeah when i first edited my first episode it was like six minutes long but it took me two hours to do it and i was so frustrated but I said, you know, I have to learn some sometime. If if not, I'm like nothing's gonna happen. So, you know, I think people just have to realize that there's good parts and bad parts of podcasting, and you have to embrace the bad parts just as much as the good parts to just keep moving forward. And like just be a little bit kinder to yourself. Know that like people really crave for authenticity. So it's okay if you don't if you're not a great speaker at first, right? Because it's your first Mm -hmm. episode. It's not like it's your 100th episode. Um, You know, you can't compare yourself to someone who's done like 500 episodes because you're still on your first one. And it's okay if you fumble a little bit, if you say um a lot, if you start stuttering, because the more you keep at it, like the better you'll get, right? It just takes practice and lots of practice. And yeah, like just the more you practice, the more you keep doing it, you're going to find things that work for you, things that won't work for you. And people will see that through your journey, right? They'll see the difference from like the first episode to like the 100th episode. Yeah, there are two things that I wanted to get back to. One is you've said you made a lot of mistakes. And um, you also said, you know, it takes practice. Now, when it comes to interviews, for example, you know, we, we've heard it all like, you know, put in the reps, right? But, you know, I can imagine someone, here's a statement and then he's like, but how do I do this, right? So what's the good way? I don't know if you've asked yourself before, but I just conducted over 80 interviews and I was like, am I doing this right or am I doing this wrong? Because I can put in the reps, but if I, you know, keep repeating the 
wrong pattern. After all, I'm going to have a habitual interview style. And maybe that's not kind of like the best one because I have never learned how to become a better interviewer or a good interviewer, right? So as you can imagine, I used to work as an architect and I just started interviewing people and I was like, yeah, I just, I'm just going to ask questions, right? <laughs> and so I don't know if you have experienced something like that or did you learn how to become better or, or what, are, what were some of the mistakes that you made and how did you work on them or, or how did you improve your interviewing skills? I literally had a list of questions I would give to the guests and just kind of like had it like a coffee, like I was going out to coffee with someone and just having it conversational. And I guess, you know, just the feedback that I get from my guests and from the listeners, they just liked it. <laughs> I yeah, Maybe sometimes I'll watch TV shows like, like talk show hosts just to see what they do, but I don't fully like study it. I just watch it just to see like the interaction and what they've done. Like, let's say like Ellen DeGeneres, right? Like, she's a great talk show host. And I realized she says, um, a lot. And I was like, okay, if she says, um, a lot, I'm fine with saying, um, sometimes <laughs> because, uh -huh. you know, uh -huh. like yeah. she does it and she still gets how many viewers a day, then it should be fine. Um, I think it's just really just learning to be more, um, vulnerable, learning, mm -hmm. share your story, learning to share parts of you, um, that can relate to people. Right. Uh, like you mentioned, you, you did a study on like what podcasters struggle with and it's interviews. Right. And yeah. I relate to them because I had the same struggles, right. I had the same fears. I had the same self doubts, but like just learning to push through, I just had to learn to push through it and then just embrace all the crappy parts of it. And like, you know, I think people don't realize with confidence, you, it's okay to be scared, but you just got to push through that fear and keep going. Um, so I don't know if that really answers your question, but for me, it was just like, I just kept doing it. I, I just had the same format for the past 800 episodes. Um, I guess I'll just tweak it here and there. Uh, we'll probably have a little bit more conversation in between, but most mm -hmm. I just followed a structure. I just, you know, checked what the most successful podcaster did. He had an outline of questions. I'm like, okay, I'll have an outline of questions and went from there. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I listened to your podcast and, and, uh, Yeah, so basically who comes on the show, I want to dive a little bit deeper into the podcast and hear the interview style. So I wanted to ask you if you, for example, share stories about yourself or do you just focus on helping your guest shine, so to speak, in the conversation? Would you talk to us a little bit more about that um, mindset maybe or how do you approach this conversation? Yeah, I think it just depends on every interview I do. There are times where I'll share snippets of my life. Uh, there's mm -hmm. times where I'll, I'll just let the guests, like I just highlight the guests. There's times where I'll put in my thoughts about confidence and what I've been through and what we've been through, especially as an Asian, Asian woman, because we're mm -hmm. both, so we can understand what our, our struggles are. Mm -hmm. So it kind of has like a, like a conversation there. So yeah, it just, it depends. I guess it's just like, you know, you got to trust your, in, like your gut and see like what works, what doesn't work. It's all like testing, right? I mean, you know, you have to figure it out and sometimes you won't figure it out unless you're actually doing it like within mm. your, um, like, you know, when I first started, I interviewed women from ev like from different backgrounds. And then I realized like, 
you know, I really just want to focus on interviewing Asian women. And then I switched it to that. And that's okay. Mm. Right? Because sometimes you don't know what your message, you're, maybe you, you, you have a great message, but maybe it's not that clear yet. And it gets clearer, clearer as you keep doing these interviews, as you keep um, going on your podcasting journey. Wow, wow, that's really interesting. So why did you why did you start focusing on just uh, Asian women or what was the thought process? Um just realizing like, you know, I just we just needed more representation. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. yeah. If I can add one more Asian woman who can stare, like share her story, then that's all like then that's great. And because if I can add just one more, just one more, just one more, I can reach to like re- like showing 7 or 800 stories of Asian women sharing their mm-hmm. struggles learning how to overcome them and i think people don't realize like you don't have to make big leaps to become good at something it just takes these little actionable steps like if i didn't like interview 800 women one by one like you know i i wouldn't be where i am today or you know people wouldn't be like oh my god you you're so good what did you do i'm like i just interviewed a bunch of women yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know um yeah that's pretty much it i i mean like Sometimes you don't need a manual. Sometimes you have to like trust yourself and be okay with it. And yeah, like, you know, if you get great feedback, great, but like not everyone's going to resonate with you and you just have to realize like, that's okay. I think it just goes back to your, your message, like why you're doing it. And Mm. going back to that, like your confidence level kind of rises because it's not just about you. It's something bigger than you. And it's something that can fit everyone around you. That's beautiful. And and the reason why I asked is because it's it's a nice niche and, and I mean it became a niche. You you niche down even more. And I was just wondering if you, you know, in this conversation, how do you think about your audience or what do you think about your role as a as a host, as an interviewer, uh, in terms of, you know, the audience and your guests? Who do you serve? Because sometimes you know, you want to have a good conversation and this is just my experience and I wanted to share because sometimes I feel I want to please the guest, right? So I make sure that, you know, I promote their stuff or whatever it is and I might forget about that I'm here to serve my audience. Now, that's just my experience, but I'm curious about your experience, how you think about your audience and how you treat your guests during these conversations well you know with the guests i always tell them you you share what you feel what's comfortable i don't force them mm-hmm. to share anything they don't want to share because you mm-hmm. know there's a time and place for everything and i think when you take that pressure off they actually share more than you realize right? like sometimes they're like this is my first time sharing this and i'm like are you serious <laughs> <laughs> so i think getting feedback from the listeners just saying like, you know, they enjoy these stories, they enjoy seeing someone that kind of looks like them relate to what they've been through. It all just works out sometimes because of the message that I have. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just wondering in the meantime that, you know, after 800 interviews, like what is the biggest difference that you, you've experienced, you know, compared to when you started the podcast in terms of interviews? Like what is the biggest difference? Um, I think just, you know, the fear goes away of like mm-hmm. interviewing. I mean I still have like I still get a little bit nervous but I mean it's not that bad because you do it so much like um it, like it just goes away right because when you do your first one you're kind of scared you don't know what to expect you don't know if this is going to go well but mm-hmm. when you keep doing it that fear just goes away and then that confidence you have 
can be transferred in other areas of your life, right? Like you become a better speaker or you're more willing mm-hmm. to take the next level. Maybe you want to pitch to a sponsor or pitch to like freelance work or something, whatever it is, like you feel like you can transfer that confidence in, you can help because if you can succeed in one area of your life, why can't you just transfer it in another part? And I know sometimes it sounds easy, like it's easier said than done, but mm-hmm. I mean, being in this journey is never easy. It does take work. And that's why we have to work on ourselves every day because we face new challenges, new roadblocks, new frustrations. And it's the self-confidence is what's going to keep us pushing through to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And as you were talking about this confidence element and fear, I don't know how you do this. Like I conduct interviews every week, but I know some people do batch recording and they might do recordings once a month or so. So how do you conduct recordings how often yeah so i do once a week i'll batch like 15 to 20 in a day sometimes but because my episodes are a lot shorter like then i can batch it up so many um yeah yeah um there are instant there are special cases when someone can't really make it on a day i just make sure like if my schedule's open then i'll do it Mm -hmm. um but most of the time i just pick one day and i just do it in batches as well um you know i there's great tools out there like online schedulers that can help you like organize your life a little bit better. Yeah. And um yeah, like that's pretty much it. And I mean, sometimes like it it's not as easy. Sometimes people won't show up to your to your interview and sometimes they don't even like tell you why. They just ghost you sometimes and you have to be okay with that. Um wow. happen a lot. <laughs> and I think people don't Really? Yeah, like I mean, when you do like 800 interviews, there's going to be a bunch of people who might just not show up or they forget or you know, mm. have like really bad excuses and stuff. And, you know, that's fine. You know, it's not the end of the world, but you have to be prepared for that. Or maybe you just have to be aware that this can happen because it's just mm-hmm. life. Um, you know, like, yeah, you sometimes get frustrated and you get mad, but like at the end of the day, you just keep moving forward because, you know, sometimes maybe it's a blessing in disguise. They're not on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Um, That is a little bit annoying when someone doesn't show up. And uh, it happened to me, I don't know, not many times. Fortunately, I conduct longer interviews, so uh, 40 minutes, one hour sometime. But I was thinking, because it could be helpful for the listeners to learn more about, first of all, your podcast frequency, how long are the interviews, and then how do you prepare for the interviews or how much time do you prepare for an interview? My episodes are very short. They range from yeah. like eight minutes to like 15 minutes because I do so many. I usually have a 30 minute time slot so I can just chat with them a little bit, you know, give them like a little spiel about the podcast and kind of just go for it. And then I usually give them a list of questions. I give the same list of questions that I always have since from episode one. Um, it's always been the same outline and people have been okay with it. And sometimes you just have to like, you know, have a list of questions so that it can help the guests as well. Because sometimes you don't realize how scared the guest is being on your podcast. Oh, yeah. Wow. Mine really helps them write out their answers and figure out their story. And if they have to read the answers, it's fine because it's audio anyway. I think, you know, having an outline really does help because then at least you're more prepared. You know what to talk about. They expect what questions are coming and it helps them just sound a little bit more professional. Okay, so you conduct audio-only recordings, right? So no video. No video. I don't know how to edit a video for the life of it, so I just don't do it. (laughs) 
Yeah, 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 absolutely. And uh, I was just thinking, how do you help someone, your guests, for example, when they, when, when you feel or when you sense that they are scared or how do you help them with that? I just tell them, you know, it's very conversational, you know, there's nothing to worry about. Um, I mean, sometimes I have to like record it again because they don't feel like the first time was the greatest. <laughs> um, just to make them feel like, okay, fine. You know, if you don't feel comfortable, we'll just record it. It's not a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't ha- happen that often. It was just like once or twice. But yeah, I think you just got to like let them know like it's okay if you feel nervous, like it's a part of it. And I guess for me, it's just like talking them out, making them feel very comfortable, like telling them you don't have to share anything you don't feel comfortable sharing. You know, I'm really okay with that. You just share what feels like it would impact the listener. Wow, that's awesome. So as we are coming to the end of this episode, I wanted to ask you about resources. For example, if you have a book in mind that you would recommend to the listeners that they can read maybe about how to become a better speaker, communicator, or maybe about confidence that we talked about, or if you have a podcast host in mind that you would recommend they they can learn from. Well, for confidence, they can check out my podcast if they like. Um, there's really a lot of confidence tips that they can like learn from. It's called the Tao of Self-Confidence. I know it's a shameless mm. plug, but sometimes you got to be a little bit shameless to like go out there and show yourself. <laughs> Other than that, I would watch like maybe like a late night TV show and see how they deliver things. Um, mm. Like comedy shows are great yeah. things to study from because it's really hard to like deliver something and make people laugh. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, just to like intertwine everything to make people laugh. Like it's hard. Um, not everyone can do that. Right. So I think just learning from like more influential speakers and study how deliver things yeah like joining in webinars to see how they deliver their speech i think that's pretty much it that's how i i I do it sometimes i just see how they they talk and how they connect with their audience i'm really just more like how do these people learn how to connect with their audience like what do they do to have people come to them and so you just have to go and find podcast shows tv shows comedy Mm. shows that's kind of similar to what you're talking about and see what they do that gets them like the the attraction right the views or the downloads and i think sometimes you just have to learn to be yourself (laughs) people don't realize uh podcasting is like the greatest platform ever of like self-expression because you can talk about everything and everything you can be vulnerable and people will like that because like you're just being who you are like because we all go through struggles not everything is like picture perfect and like covered through a filter on Instagram. Like this is real life and people need to hear more about real life and the struggles people Mm. go through and how they've overcome it just to see what's possible for themselves. So I think just being your authentic self is really important. I couldn't agree more. I think that's, that's the best advice. And uh, I've heard this from uh, many people because if you're yourself, you, you know, and, and, and it's it's accepted and and people like it that you don't have to fake other times and and be someone else so be yourself everyone else is already taken 
Yeah. So, and before I ask my last question, please tell the listeners where they can find you online and get in touch with you. For sure. If you Google my name, I'm like the only Sheena Yapchan on the internet. So I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> Other than that, they can check the podcast, the Tao of Self-Confidence on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, Google Play, all the major podcasting networks, Spotify, or they can check out my website, the thetowofselfconfidence.com. You know, I have all my episodes there. I, show, I share tools and resources that can help you build confidence or help you in your podcasting, whether it's checking out what the best mic is to use to like learning how to build self-confidence, like 101 ways to build self-confidence. So yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And the links are going to be in the show notes and available there. And my last question is, what is your vision for your podcast in the future? I mean, for me, it's just the same message, you know, get more representation, take this platform and kind of expand it, just take it mm. to level, just be like, how can I get more representation for Asian women, more positive and stronger representation so that people can take us seriously instead of like thinking we're just like these quiet people or, you know, submissive beings when we're not. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. That's awesome and very exciting. And I wish you good luck with that aspiration. And thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you joining us for this episode of the podcast interview mastery show. If you feel inspired to hang out with other like-minded podcasters, make sure to join the podcast interview nation community at mindsethorizon.com forward slash interview nation. If you want to check out the details, show notes, book recommendations, interview tips, and free resources, please make sure to head over to our website, mindsethorizon.com forward slash interview. I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. I will catch you next time. And until then, be world class, my friend. <laughs>